hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I just wanted to give a content warning for this episode. We do go into some graphic detail about a miscarriage. Actually, we talk about it a few times. Um, So I just wanted to give everyone a heads up to make sure that you're in the right headspace before you go into this episode. I hope you enjoy and thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am here with Rebecca today, um, and we're going to talk about Amway. I know we've had some other Amway um, episodes in the past, but I think that there's something to be said about every person's story, and every person has something different to say, but also the same. But, like, also, it hits different, I feel like, you know? So, like, I'm excited to hear your story, Rebecca, and see what we can learn from you. Wonderful. (laughs) all right should I get started yeah just go for it (laughs) all right so my name is Rebecca um I have stopped building Amway about five years ago um I was actually involved for about 12 years very actively so I'm old this started a long time ago (laughs) um but basically I went to college um, for psychology, which anyone who's in psychology knows you can't actually get a psychology job till you've gone to grad school. (laughs) So, um, after college, I was trying to make my way in a city that I didn't like, I had a couple of friends there, but my family was somewhere else. Um, and I wasn't making very much money. And, but like my best friend from middle school and high school lived in, we, we were in Chicago. Um, so like, we would hang out all the time. And neither of us had much money and she ended up connecting with like one of her college friends who had gotten hooked up with these business mentors. Um, so of course she was very interested in what he was doing because she had seen how he had like grown up so much in the couple of years since college. So she got interested and started going to all these business meetings. Um, and I was like, hello, I want to hang out with you. Why are you busy all of a sudden? (laughs) So she's like, oh, well, here, I'm doing this thing with my friend. And, um, so that I saw the business and, you know, of course I was like, okay, well I'll do what she's doing. Um, and you know, the way that they present the business plan, it made, it seemed to make a ton of sense. Also, I have zero understanding of like the finance world and the business world. So, you know, it's designed to make a ton of sense if you don't understand anyway. Um, So I got started and what that looked like in the beginning was 
calling, you know, pretty much everyone I knew and kind of following the script, um, not giving them information because I was quote unquote, you know, not yet trained on how to do it. So when people are like, well, maybe I'm interested in making money, but like, what are you doing? I'd be like, well, I really can't explain it. I need to have you talk to this person or I need to have you watch this video. Anyway, so it was a little weird, but um, I don't know, navigated that. None of my friends were really interested. Um, so then I moved on to like meeting people I had not previously known. Um, I was really good at that. I'm like really good at starting conversations with random people. But it also sucks when like that's your entire social life is like, okay, I got out of work or I got out of, I eventually went to grad school too. So I'm like, you know, I'm either out of work, or I'm out of grad school and I'm going to go like, well, here, let me back up a step. Um, so the first few years that I was doing Amway, I lived in Chicago and I like worked and went to grad school downtown. So you know, millions of corporate people milling around the streets. So I was just constantly out starting conversations and, you know, you'd kind of get, you know, break the ice with somebody, like ask a few questions, pretend that you have something in common and then sort of steer the conversation and, and then be like, you know, Hey, this is weird, but um, I'm working with a business team outside of my day job. And like, we're looking for a few more people. You seem like someone who'd be a great fit with us do you ever keep your options open for extra income? <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd be asking this question to like multiple people a day. And then the some way you just said that was just like, why would you say no? Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. And then if they're like, well, what is it? You like give vague answers. You don't say like I sell Amway products, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh God. So it was, um, but like literally I do that for multiple hours a day most days. And like my friends were out, like my, you know, my friends outside of the business were out doing their early to mid twenties things. And I wasn't joining them partly because I was making like no money from my regular jobs. And partly because like, I have to be out there meeting people for my business, you know? So, um, luckily I never, I didn't like ostracize myself from my, from my previous friends. Like I definitely didn't join them for most things and I missed out on a lot, but the ones that were like really my friends stayed my friends, yeah, which is fabulous. Um, but I really, I spent years and years like not pursuing hobbies, not joining, you know, not doing activities unless it was where I intended to be able to meet people to talk about my business. So that was you know, there, there's a, a silver lining to that, which is that in college, I was a little wild, um, just like made choices that did not build my self-esteem, we'll say. And when I got out of college, I was kind of like still in that mindset. And so then when I got, when I got involved with Amway, oh, and I was with leadership team development, which is LTD, which I know a couple other people, um, Sierra and Molly Hale that you've interviewed were also in LTD. So, um, LTD has an extreme like purity culture, like Christian conservative values, and they really take over, oops, sorry, they take over every aspect of your life in that regard. So on a positive note, like I was probably headed down a bit of a wild path. Maybe I would have done things I regretted, but instead I was like in this very pure 
Christian conservative cult and it totally changed my behavior (laughs) during a time that might've otherwise been tumultuous. So, um, but that said, like my entire twenties and then into my thirties, I was like in this group being who I was supposed to be in that group, if that makes sense. Um, so anyways, I did build a team, um, and I hit the level that's called platinum, which Amway does their ranks differently than a lot of the other MLMs. So I think that platinum is probably like a, like equivalent to like the ranks where you earn a car in the other MLMs. I don't really know. Amway doesn't do cars, right? Oh no, they don't. Okay. Which I'm glad about, like, just pay me the money. Cool. Um, but so in theory, when I hit that level in theory, I was making like $2,500 a month. Um, I, I mean, I never, like there was one month where like with, with my earnings plus a bonus, I made like 4,500 that month, but the, I never hit more than 2,500 other than that month Oh, okay. for dollars. And the vast majority of the time that I was in business, even if I was considered like successful, like moving on, et cetera, I was really not making that amount. I mean, there were definitely years where I was making like 1500 a month consistently, um, which sounds good in theory, but yeah, but also like on the Amway side of things, you're encouraged to buy so many products of your own that like, even though I had customers too, I was still spending, you know, six, $700, maybe $800 a month on products that I was using or that my husband and I were both using. Um, and then on the LTD side, you spend, I mean, I could break down like the monthly expenses, but you're spending thousands of dollars a year in like the pay to play aspect of leadership team development. So even though it sounds good to say, oh yeah, like I made $1,500 a month or I made $2,000 a month. I mean, only a few hundred dollars of that was actually profit. Yeah. Which I did not admit to myself until really recently. It's really hard. It's so hard to like actually come to terms with what you actually made. I've never actually done all of the math, but like the closest I've done is I like actually thought about like what I spent at a convention Uh and like some of like it was in Vegas. So like some of it was just like me doing like, like, you know, we would go and have drinks by the pool, which was expensive. And the hotel room was expensive. And like the food there was like, it was, it was expensive, but like I spent a lot of money on like plexus crap. <laughs> right, right. Totally. It ended up totally. being about $10,000. <laughs> okay. In yeah. what time frame? At, for a, a convention, just a convention. Whoa. Yeah. So basically it, you were spending 10 grand on a vacation. Yeah. But then you it, had to go to meetings. Yeah. It was probably more like 8,000. Um, Still. Oh my but, God. Yeah. Wow. Our conventions were not like that. Like they were not fun. Well, I mean, they were like fun and hyped up. Yeah. Cool. But like you couldn't drink. I mean, like you were shunned if you drank, that just did not happen at conferences. Um, and so you'd cram a bunch of people into a room. I mean, usually it'd be like four people sharing two beds. That's I guess reasonable, but whatever. Um, and you'd carpool down to the function or like if we were coming from Chicago to, let's say it was in South Carolina, you'd pay like a hundred dollars for a ticket to like the coach bus that we were taking. So like somebody else would drive overnight, like, you know, the bus driver would drive overnight. So you're 
in theory, sleeping on your way. But, and then we would all share hotels, like I said, and the ticket for the actual event was like $150. Um, which it's so funny because, you know, I, I remember being trained on this and then training people on this, like, wow, that's such a great price because you're getting, you know, hours and hours of this amazing high level information and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Um, so it wasn't that expensive necessarily, but there were four major conventions and then usually two smaller ones a year. So with conventions, I mean, not even counting food that you're buying. So, you know, like if you're eating at restaurants and whatnot, you're spending about $1,500 a year on that. No, wait, that didn't count the bus cost. I don't even know. It was a lot. Um, but I got, I noticed, you know, year after year, the con, I mean, it's literally the same talks by different people. Maybe they change up the analogies. They change up the catchphrases, but it is just the same stuff over and over and over. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, so I had my team. Um, so the year that we went platinum, I had been in business about six years. Um, I met my husband in the process. He was not in the business. Um, so this was another thing, like and like when I was out doing what this contacting, so like going out and starting conversations with random people, I actually made some friends from that, that like, were never interested in my business, but we were like, we're like, we actually had kind of hit it off and I wasn't super weird. I was only a little weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I did make some real friends, which is kind of cool. That is and, cool. But, but then the thing is, because I was meeting, like I would go out with the intention of starting conversations with people all the time. Like. I couldn't just go out and casually meet a guy to date. Yep. Because I meet, I was just like, no, like I'm out trying to meet people for my business. Um, so I would only, I would like date, do like online dating profiles, <laughs> which is wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, but that's where I met my husband. <laughs> so, um, and something that's been interesting, I mean, this is definitely like a mental health related experience. Um, he was in a spot where he was looking for like some more mature friends and he was kind of looking to move on from where he was at in his life. So here I am with this business that I show him right away. And, you know, obviously he was like, Oh, great. Like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, but we, you know, we fell in love pretty quickly and everything, but like I had already been so affected by the cult and by like the cultural expectations of the group that, the person my husband fell in love with was like kind of a fake version of me. Right. Um, And we are still married and we are happy and like, we are working through this, but wow, how crazy to like get married, have children. And then all of a sudden, like, oh my God, I am so not that person. And now you have to get to know the real me and we have to like maintain, you know, we have to like figure this out. Yeah. Um, So that was, that, that was something for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, massive. I mean, think like my background is in psychology. So I don't know that we would have survived otherwise because like the real, we, we stopped doing stuff with our business. Um, like, you know what? He switched jobs in like 2015, I want to say. And, and his new career was, was like the one thing that's highly respected by Amway people. So like no one gave him a hard time for having a difficult schedule. So he really stopped going to 
meetings and things like that because he didn't he couldn't um but he was in the police academy basically oh. and then like working on his training shifts and stuff so he just couldn't and they were cool with that you know and like I was doing stuff but then we had multiple kids and so I'm kind of fading out so you know that was kind of like the slow fade away right um and then that was right around the time of the 2016 election well, in Amway, everyone's like super, super, super hardcore right wing. I mean, they'll say they're more libertarian, but they're just like hardcore Christian conservative. Yeah. And my husband had grown up in that back. Well, my husband had grown up in a conservative house and I grew up in a, in a very liberal house. And I had like really shifted to Christian conservative in, in all of my time with Amway and LTD. Um, so then when I started like kind of getting back to who I was and kind of repeat, removing the layers of things that Amway had put in my brain and like the things that these speakers at these conferences had put in my brain, I found that I was really shifting back to the left. Um, I mean, definitely like more moderate than I was before, but so the 2016 election, you know, as you can imagine, um, I was shifting back to the left specifically because of who my options were. And my husband was not experiencing that. And then we both started getting information from like different sources like he's, you know, reading these websites and I'm reading these and like his friends are saying this and my friends are saying that. And so it got really contentious for a while. And like, that's not specifically Amway related, but the fact that he had, you know, he had known me to share those thoughts and share that worldview. And then I was like, oh, that's actually not my worldview anymore. Yeah. So, but you know, um, when the election happened in 2016, we had like a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a newborn. So like, we just had to make it work anyway. And then now like, we really have made it work. We really have come to a place where we both can listen to each other. We both can hear each other's perspectives and like not feel attacked, not challenged, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I'm really going in like every direction right now. <laughs> let me let me take it back a few steps. So back to when we went platinum, which happened six years into our business. Um, and so I said we were in business for about 12 years. When we went platinum, it was for, basically it was because our upline was trying to go emerald. Emerald is when you have three separate legs that are platinums. Wow. And our upline was trying to go emerald because their upline was saying that they were going to break some emeralds. And so it's all this like, like, I, you know, you don't do it for your own selfish reasons. You're part of your upline's goals. And like, you know, when a, a rising tide raises all ships and, and, you know, platitudes like that. So, um, but like in theory, in my mind, if these businesses had any ounce of legitimacy, then you'd naturally hit these ranks without pushing and forcing people. Right. Like if they really are good and they just grow, then people will just get in and buy products and they'll grow and then you'll hit these ranks anyway. But that's not what happens. So we had a team and we had, you know, we had all these game plans and going platinum for us. So you have to hit a certain level, six out of six, like six months in a row mm -hmm. within a fiscal year. And like, that's considered platinum. So the first couple months, like the whole team's excited and everybody does their part and like, it all comes together. And, you know, if people didn't get the customer orders that they hoped for, they just buy a little extra, you know, these things are normal throughout all, all, um, MLMs. Right. And then like, 
you know, the next month, maybe it's falling a bit short and the next month it's falling a bit short. And you're starting to like, because you just don't have enough people and you start putting all this pressure on people and you're like, you know, you, you gave me your word and this isn't for us. This is for our upline. And like, think of how much they've served you. And it's just, it's, it's just insane. And it's not sustainable. Well, the other thing that's happening too, is like, you know, how you talked about like, oh, like you fell a little bit short. So you bought a little bit of stuff. Like you're stockpiling so much stuff that you're just like, it gets to a point where like, you're like, how do I justify buying all of this? Yeah. And like, you know, I, I don't know, like, I feel like when I was in my MLM, I could justify buying just about anything. Oh yeah. Um, but oh, like, yeah. there must be some people that are like, I can't buy any more stuff. Like I, they oh, either sure. physically don't have the space or like, they just know they won't be able to use it or sell it. For sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, two of the months we ended up buying like a massive amount of product because so <laughs> I basically, um, I used inheritance money that I had gotten from a grandparent who had died, which is an absolutely horrific thing to do with that money. Um, and specifically my grandparent who had died was like a business mogul in his own specific industry, like his little subset of business. Mm -hmm. He was roll. I'm sure he was rolling over in his grave that like I was squandering this money on, you know, pyramid scheme products. Um, but it was like, okay, well, I'm going to spend this much and then my check will be this much. So it's kind of a wash. (sighs) Um, and then what's interesting. So like we had to do that to go platinum. We, we requalified platinum only twice in the following, like, well, really I can still see my teams. I'm still technically signed up. So I actually know for a fact in the last like 10 years, my, my team has only gone platinum two more times, like hit re requalified it. So like, it's supposed to be this like financial stability for your upline. Like that's three platinum legs. Like, Oh, that's financial stability. They can leave their jobs, whatever. There is no financial stability because their groups are not requalifying at those levels like ever. And when they do, sometimes it's because they force it. So my upline, they got, um, so they have hit a point now called diamond which is when you have six platinum legs and the whole, in, in, in Amway diamond is like the big deal. Right. Um, right. In leadership team development, there are like 26 couples that have gone diamond and that's out of decades of business. Wow. So, and they, and they make it, you know, you, like you're so rich and you're, you know, really you're making like a quarter million a year, but I, or more, but also I think a lot of it's actually LTD money, not Amway money. Um, which we can touch on that more in a sec, but so my upline, when they were going, when they were going diamond, so we're, we're like their second leg in theory. So they have, their first leg is massive and is at the same level that they are. And the rest of their legs, these other five legs that supposedly go platinum, like I know who's, I I can see on social media, like who's attending events and, and how big these groups are my group and the third group are about the same size. And I know my group doesn't hit those levels. And when they were going diamond, um, like the last couple hours of every month, my upline would place an order in my website or in like a downline in my group's website for like several hundred points of volume. So like a couple thousand dollars worth. 
And I'm guessing she was doing it in her other legs too. Wow. And then like they get sent, you know, to speak in different countries at different conferences and, and they make, you know, they're this big like success story and it builds everyone's belief. And I'm like, this is, it's so disingenuous and disgusting. They did not actually accomplish this. And my guess, based on my experience and seeing what they've done, is that really most people aren't actually accomplishing it. They're buying it. They are shuffling money around. Right, exactly. And it's just like, it just makes me so sad that I participated in that. Yeah. Um, anyway. Is there but, a way, uh, kind of circling back to what you were saying, is there a way for you like, do you make money out of the LTD stuff or is it, that's yes. like the buying like cassette tapes and stuff, right? Right. So the, so when you, when you get started in Amway, it is very likely that you're also part of a line of affiliation or like a team. Yeah. If you sign up with a team, you're automatic, like you're also signing up with Amway. Like nobody's in LTD. That's not also in Amway. Right. Um, they're inextricably linked, but LTD is actually a pyramid scheme where like you have to pay a member. I mean, the membership fee is nothing. It's like 35 a year. Who cares? Right. Um, I mean, I guess when there's like a hundred thousand people paying that, right. <laughs> nice for the people at the top, but you know, but that's, that's, who's putting on the conferences. That's who's putting on like regional events that, and they have this website where they sell overpriced self-help books that you could buy for half the price at Amazon but you buy it through LTD because then your upline can look at their back office and they can see who's getting educated and they can know where it'll be effective for them to work in their team. Um, really, no, it's just that it's like the difference in cost is just getting spread out among the bigwigs. Right. Um, and yeah, then all the audio recordings and whatnot. So that all goes. And then also there's this, um, this app, this like communications app that, I mean, really, it's completely unnecessary. That functionality exists for free on everyone's phones. Um, but it's like $60 a month for this app. And I, I cannot remember if couples have to pay twice or if it's like $30 for the second person or if it's just $60 no matter what. I don't remember. Either way, that's a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and that's so it's a lot like of money for an app. It's, um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like this $60 a month for this service. And then they also have other subscriptions that are optional that give you like unlimited access to the audios that give you preferential seating at the conferences, things like that. Um, and all of that leads to profit for platinums and above platinums get a tiny, tiny cut. Emeralds get a bigger cut. Diamonds get a bigger cut. So we made money from LTD just for like the, for the year after we went platinum. And it was, I mean, really little, we were making like maybe 150 or 200 a month off of our team. Right. Um, Cause our team really wasn't that big. And after we forced everyone to go platinum and like rode their asses for six months, a lot of people quit. <laughs> so yeah. there wasn't that much to collect anyway, but, but yeah, once you're an emerald or a diamond, you're, you're actually probably making half or more of your income from LTD. And that is not told to people wow. like that. That is like a dirty little secret. And so people think that the money actually comes from Amway. And then when they're encouraged to spend all this money in LTD, they're basically told it's because it's going to help them build their business. It's going to help them, you know, gain the mindset that they need 
yeah, it's, it's really scammy. So, wow. I'm just like wrapping, wrapping <laughs> my mind around this all. Um, mm-hmm. cause I don't think I ever like actually comprehended that like you were like, people were making money from LTD and that was like separate from Amway, but the same as Amway. So yeah. like technically it's two streams of quote unquote income. Yes. I mean, that's, that's how Amway, I mean, aside from the fact that they're in bed with the government, that's like right. how they keep things legit. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, but the culture was just incredibly stifling and ultimately what that ended up being my saving grace and, and what got me out because so we went platinum and I actually, I got pregnant while we were finishing up going platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a miscarriage oh, and so we, uh, well, it happened. I'm actually, I'm like really in a, in a good place about it. And it was a long time ago now, but so we had not been planning to start a family yet. Cause we were going to wait till we went Emerald, obviously. Um, side note, so many couples in Amway, like never have kids because they keep waiting till they hit a certain level and then they don't hit it. And then they don't have kids. Anyway, oh, wow. That's yeah. sad. it is sad. Um, so we accidentally got pregnant and then lost the baby and that was kind of intense, but we're like, okay, you know, we weren't trying and this isn't a great time for it anyway, whatever. And then six months later, (laughs) I somehow, (laughs) how does this work? I don't understand. Um, got pregnant again, also by surprise. Um, and also lost that one. Um, and so anyways, it, it, through this process, we discovered that I had like some anatomical stuff going on and we got it corrected. It's not, not a big deal. Um, but like, wait, yeah, yeah. The first miscarriage, the first miscarriage, um, when we, it was, it's called a missed miscarriage. So like, we should probably put a trigger warning on this, by the way. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll put a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I had gone to the doctor for my first ultrasound and the ultrasound tech was like, oh, you know, mm. so anyways, they, they told me like, okay, well, what we're seeing is that the fetus has stopped developing, you know, we're not seeing a heartbeat. We should be seeing it by this point, you know, whatever it was they were telling me, it was like, you think you're this many weeks pregnant. What we're seeing is not, um, you know, is not showing that. And so you're, you're going to have a miscarriage. It just hasn't happened yet. Anyway, um, we had a conference coming up out of state. So long story short. Oh, and so this is the conference where we are new platinums and we're going to get recognized on stage. And like our team that is like barely hanging on after being pushed so hard for six months, like we have to be there be examples for our team, you know? Right. Anyway, very long story short. I miscarried, like finally the miscarriage happened the Monday night before the conference and the conference started on a Friday. So I like pretend like, and if you, I don't want to be graphic, but it's not an immediate process. It starts and then it goes on for about a week. So I was like bleeding from my miscarriage while I'm at conference pretending everything's awesome. Yeah. And like, I'm like, I am okay now. And somehow I was 
not totally effed up in the head from all that. But I look back on it and I'm like, I would not wish that on anyone. Like that is the epitome of toxic positivity. I like, honestly, I'm in like so much shock from what you're saying. I don't even know how to react to it. (laughs) Um, And I'm so glad that you're in a better place now, but like, I just can't even imagine like being in that headspace because I mean, what we know about Amway from like our other episodes is that, you know, you're encouraged to just like not talk about anything negative at all. It just doesn't happen. So like to be, have this like quote unquote great accomplishment of being recognized on stage while you're in the midst of something so tragic and so sad and so traumatic. Um, And then like your support system, like your quote unquote built in support system from Amway (laughs) is like not even actually able to help you. Right. Cause you can't tell them like the only people I could tell, I mean, I, you know, my upline knew, mm-hmm. um, but like, I certainly wasn't going to tell my team and right. I mean, they didn't know I was pregnant. It was still really early on. Um, and actually one other like crazy thing about that, there was a girl on, she was not on my team. She was cross line, but she had had a baby the same day that I miscarried and like had her baby with her at the conference because you know, you can't leave like a four day old baby at home. Um, right. So but I just remember like, I'm like, you know, meeting her baby and everyone's like ooing and eyeing over her baby. And I'm like, literally her baby and my baby came out of our bodies on the same day, you know? Oh, it was, oh man, it was rough. That, um, that and like those feelings of like, so one of the things that we don't really talk about in the mental health world or outside of the mental health world is that when you have a miscarriage, like most of the time you go through like postpartum symptoms afterwards. I don't, I think it might've been really early enough on that it stopped developing that I didn't experience that. Yeah. But um, like, I, you, there's so many feelings. Right. I mean, it's all, it's a whirlwind. I, I don't really like that weekend was kind of a blur. I got through it, but like, you know, and, and the culture was like, if bad things happen, do you want to let that ruin the future? (laughs) Like, oh, this bad thing happened, but you're supposed to be at the conference with your team. So go to the conference with your team and have a better future. It's just, it's just strange. Um, anyway, but so then after having these two miscarriages, I was like, screw that. Like fate wants to try and tell me I'm not having kids. I am having some kids. (laughs) So, so then we just like purposely started our family. And because, because we had figured out what was wrong with my uterus and I had fixed it. Um, we then successfully had three kids, no more losses. Yeah. So (laughs) yes, absolutely. Yay. Um, also those kids are the reason that I'm in my car in a parking lot talking to you because (laughs) my house has not a moment of chill. Um, anyway, so, so with the first kid, he was, he was an easy, easy baby. I got babysitters. I still went to all the meetings. I was, you know, still totally doing the business. Um, and we were, I mean, financially we were in a tight spot because my husband really didn't make much at his job. And I was like part-time nannying with my son. I, w- I didn't have like a corporate job to go back to or anything. I had been nannying. 
So we were making just not a lot of money. Um, you know, and it's expensive to do an Amway business. Mm -hmm. And it's expensive (laughs) to have babysitters. Uh, yeah. So, so it was, it was challenging, but we, you know, we were still totally in. And then when we had our second baby less than two years later, um, he was medically complicated. So first, um, and he's completely fine. Okay. He's completely fine now. It was like a birth defect that um, basically some of the bones in his skull were fused in utero and they're not supposed to be. And so when he was four months old, he basically had his entire skull like taken apart and rebuilt. Wow. But that's super stressful. That's so stressful to have a baby going through that. Right. And unrelated to that, he almost died when he was born. So- Yes. Like literally I had this an emer- okay. Major content warning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, I will record something at the beginning. Major content warning. Sorry. Um, but when I, when he was born, um, my water broke on the way to the hospital and I didn't know at the time, but my umbilical cord came out of me. And wow. so then it's called a prolapsed cord. And so then when you have contractions, your contraction is suffocating the baby. Because their head is compressing their cord, which is cutting off their oxygen. So, uh, so we're on the way to the hospital and little do I know he's being suffocated a a minute on a minute off a minute on a minute off. Um, So when we arrived, like basically they could tell that there was an emergency situation going on as soon as they started to take, you know, his vitals and whatnot. Um, And they rushed me to the OR. They did like an emergency C-section where they didn't even like give me a pain block and like gas me down. They like, they were like, I'm so sorry, but we just have to knock you out completely. Like there's no time to do this any other way. And so they had me under general anesthesia. I woke up not knowing if my baby had survived or not. And he did. He was, again, he was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so, but I'm in this like toxic positivity world where I'm like, wow, that was really intense. Thank God it all worked out. Things are amazing. Like just stuff, stuff it all down, stuff it all down. And I ended up getting like insane postpartum anxiety with him. Um, I I can imagine like, yeah, well, when you're like completely denying your trauma and, and your experiences, like they go somewhere. Right. So, um, so then but again, like toxic positivity, I can outthink my problems. You know, I can control my thoughts. You know, all these like books we're reading in the business about power of positive thinking and, you know, all that woo woo stuff. I mean, it's not entirely woo. There's something to some of it, but also denying, like right. d- denying trauma is not healthy. And so, but I went a year denying that I needed help with my postpartum mood disorder. So I'm like, I was like screaming at my two-year-old a lot. I mean, just really, just, I'm not proud of it. I'm it's, you know, I've been to therapy. I'm like, it's cool now also, but, um, but I think that the business culture is part of the reason I didn't admit that I needed help. And I, I do think that I impacted my oldest child's development because of that, like at a time when we would have been developing more secure attachment. Right. He did not know if he was going to have like a nice mom or a mean mom. So that is 
a huge regret and that's, you know, something I can't get back, but I also can't hundred percent pin it on the business. Like maybe I would have felt that way regardless, but is that, but that's the culture I was in. So. Right. And like, well, the culture of Amway is, you know, all help can be found within Amway. Oh, totally. So like, even I, I don't, I feel like it just sets you up to fail in that way. Like, how are you supposed to even know that you need to get help right. when you're surrounded by people telling you you're not supposed to need this? Right. Totally. Um, but so because he, because he was medically complicated, like there were definitely times when I wasn't able to go to things that I would have otherwise gone to. Um, and then he wouldn't take a bottle. So I, it was harder to leave him because I'm like, okay, well, I know he's not going to take the bottle. It's like, it's hard for me to leave. Cause I know he's not going to eat. Right. Um, and, so, and like, as I went, as I stopped going to every single event, cause for people that aren't in Amway, it's hard to wrap your head around. There are, there is time around your upline or time around the team or meetings or something like many nights of the week. If it's not an official meeting or if it's not an official conference, it's something sort of social after business building time. Then like you get together late night at a diner and talk about life, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I mean, I don't think that my upline like recognized what he was doing and calling all those meetings and stuff. I think it's, it's, you know, it's positioned as like, we're just hanging out with people who understand our dreams. Um, and but also it's making sure we don't have any time for critical thinking and it's depriving us of sleep and it's depriving us of interactions outside of the business. Um, so as I had these young kids and wasn't getting sitters all the, all the time, I had more space in my head for my own thoughts and just, you know, started to think about discrepancies and started to think about things that didn't make as much sense. Um, and then when I got pregnant with my third, that was a surprise actually, even though it was like the same timeline as the other two. And my husband had started the police Academy and like, there just wasn't, there wasn't money for babysitters. I, I didn't trust very many people with three kids under four. So I just went to less and less things and found that I was happier and happier missing them. So it was kind of a slow fade away. So again, it's because of my kids, um, because of that postpartum anxiety and whatnot that I like had to stop plugging in as much because I, oh yeah, I didn't even say this. When I was going through the postpartum anxiety stuff, you know, there's so many people that that were waiting to have kids and everyone's like so excited when you have a baby. So people are constantly like, oh my God, how, you know, how are you? How are your kids? Is everything amazing? And I'm like, and I need, like, I did not have, I couldn't be honest. Right. So at that time I started making more of an effort to sort of compartmentalize my life. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make some real friends that I don't try to talk about my business with. Like, I'm going to make some friends who also have young kids where I can just be myself. And I will just sort of put those people in a category of people. I'm never going to try to sell products to never going to try to recruit into business because I really need people I can just be me with. Um, so I did that and that, you know, I'm sure that drove a further wedge between me and the business, but that's a good thing. Right. Um, 
but yeah, so it's like, because of the difficulties I was having with my mental health and having young kids, um, I like, I recognized that need yeah. and, and made that choice. <laughs> and we're not even done yet. That's not even the end no. of the story. <laughs> no, although I'm like not telling things in a linear order. So now I'm like, where am I? <laughs> I think that we're kind of at the like, you know, like you're starting to break away, but like, what are some of the final straws that you had? You know, I mean, really it, it kind of wound down to the scheduling, like I said, and the more I stopped going to things, the more I didn't miss it. But then I remember the last handful of times that I went to a conference or like a team meeting, they would always have you think in advance, what am I trying to get out of this meeting? Like sort of what questions do I have going in? Because that would focus you on getting your answers in theory. Right. Um, and I remember the last few times that my, my question going in was, why am I still here? Is there, is there anything in this that I still want? And no, there wasn't. So, so I just sort of faded away. Wow. Yeah. Just well, I'm faded so glad out. you're out. And well, thank you. I have a question though for you. So yeah. you said kind of towards the beginning that um you are still like you still have your login and stuff. So you haven't ever officially resigned. No, this is it's me, it's selfish. Um <laughs> and the more I learn about like the political history of Jay. Uh, Van Andel and Doug DeVos, the more, or Rich DeVos. Like now I'm like, oh God, this makes me sick to my stomach. But yeah. so, I mean, when I, you know, cause we had built a team. And so even when I wasn't doing anything, I still have people downline of me that are doing something and are trying to build a team. I mean, they're spinning their wheels. It's not getting any bigger, but, um, you know, but like, and I still, I have one customer. I've told everybody, I've told all of my former customers, this is no longer important to me. I now have feelings that this is a bad business model. You know, it was really wonderful of you to support me in this way, but I just want you to know you, you can support me now by not buying these products from me anymore. Like you can just be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and so most of them were like, okay, cool. I was only doing it to support you. Um, my mom though, loves the products and is so used to buying them. And I've told her, you do not need to support me in this way. I feel pretty icky about the business model. Um, but like, she still wants to order the products. So like someone's going to make money from her ordering products. So it could be me or it could be someone up line of me. Right. Um, so like, and I still, because she does that, I still make some money from my downline that would otherwise go to my upline. So like it's selfish and I recognize that it's kind of hypocritical. <laughs> it's a bit of a conflict of interest. Um, and my husband still uses some of the products and like he is not anti the way I am. Yeah. In his experience, see, he never like the, the leadership training. So LTD, you know, yeah, a lot of it is like, oh, business this, business that, rah, 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 and it's all nonsense. But some of it is like people skills and leadership skills. Right. And you can get those from a lot of places, but my husband had never been exposed to that before. Mm -hmm. I had. So in my mind, I'm like, this is pay to play for something I could get for free or for so much less somewhere else. And this is, I'm being told to listen to people who don't 
who don't really have the credentials to be teaching it, you know, but there's still some value to be had if you've never been exposed to that stuff. So for my husband, he's like, I'm glad we're out. I get that we wasted tons of money, but also I have gained benefits from that, that I can say we're not from anywhere else. So he's not totally anti. And then when I'm like, okay, but like the Amway corporation is disgusting. Here's what they did politically. And he's like, yeah, but I don't necessarily disagree with all that. So anyway, um, I mean, really, he just, he doesn't put too much energy into like getting outraged about it. He just sort of is like, I have other things to be outraged about. I'm not getting involved. So, but which I get, like, there's so many things going on in our world. It like, if you were angry and upset about every single thing <laughs> that is messed up in yeah. the United States alone, like you, you can't be a justice seeker for every single problem in the world. You just can't right. like totally. you can have empathy for other issues. But like, if yeah. you spend all of your energy on every single thing, you will, you will die. Right. <laughs> and you know, he is a police officer in a major city. So he has plenty of other things that are occupying his mental energy and getting upset about a business model isn't one of them. So, um, but you know, that being said, like, I, I don't know that his life would be significantly different or better if he hadn't gotten involved in the business. And, you know, again, like I, I think that in the beginning, the culture helped me get, um, um, a track that honored my self-esteem a little more, but I can point to a lot of ways that I have disadvantaged myself by like, quote unquote, selling out to the system. Yeah. Um, I mean, I already said, like I squandered inheritance from my grandparents on products, right. which I mean, like they were, they were like an American immigrant success story. Um, so it, I mean, it wasn't like a massive inheritance, but it also could have been a down payment on a house, you know? Right. Um, and when you just think about all the money that we spent, like we would drive to other cities to show the plan to pe- for people on our team. So like on a weeknight, I might take a road trip to a town three hours away after work, get home in the middle of the night and then go back to work and gas. This was back, <laughs> this was back in like 2008, 2009, whatever it was when gas was so expensive. Maybe it was 2007. I don't remember. It was so expensive. And we, one year I put like 80,000 miles on my car. Oh my God. I mean, just drive time of three hours one way. You said yeah. one way, right? Three hours yeah. one way? No. I can oh, like yeah. barely make it in the car for like an hour without my back hurting. <laughs> and well, you I'm, probably weren't taking Neutralite vitamins. That would have solved that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but like, when you look at the amount of money we spent or like, oh, I'm going to buy this extra set of products for demonstrating at, you know, skincare parties or just all the extra money that was spent Mm -hmm. because it sets this example or you're sewing, you know, S-O-W, sewing, like sewing samples and, you know, really you are lining your uplines pockets. They are making it sound like it's a really good idea. Right. And I mean, so net over the 12 years, there's no way in hell I made a profit. I was in denial about that until recently. My, my friend, um, we're not naming names. She was my, she was one of my direct downline and we're still friends. She quit before I did. And she recently has been going back through her tax documents and adding up numbers and like 
they're on her tax documents. They're, they're real. And I was in longer than her. And I know that we were investing at around the same level in terms of products and CDs and stuff. So I'm like, that is disgusting. And like, I mean, just in terms of subscriptions and conference tickets and hotel rooms and meetings and um, miles driven, not necessarily even products used. Like the way her numbers worked times the number of years I was in, it would have been, I mean, well into the five figures. Wow. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to throw random numbers out that are totally off base, but I mean, yeah, no minimum. We were spending like five grand a year in LTD and sometimes definitely more and 12 years. So anyway. Yeah. No. Oh gosh. No. And we were never, ever, ever like doing fun things unless it was like your upline planned something for the team. Right. So, you know, you might like, you might go to a friend's wedding or something, but you sure weren't just going on a week long vacation for fun. Right. And so it's like, actually my, um, my sister-in-law and her husband, they make really good money for their age and they have been making good money. I mean, they work really hard, but you know, they're, they're like late twenties now and they have been traveling like multiple international trips a year because they saw our example and they're like learning from it. Thank God. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, okay, like we're gonna, you know, work really hard, do what we want with our money before we have children. And you know, like they're, they're not just like blowing it all on trips. They're putting some of it away too, but I'm just like, I'm very proud of them, but I'm also, you know, I sort of see what they're doing and I'm like, man, like we really could have had different experiences if we weren't so caught up in this. Right. And we hit a level that people look to as success. Like, you know, I think around 1% of people in Amway make it to platinum Wow. and it's not, and it's not good. Yeah. Like it's made out to be this big thing and all this helpful extra income. And it's not extra enough because you're putting so much in to maintain it. I tried to look at the compensation plan for Amway a couple weeks ago and uh-huh. I couldn't even figure out what it meant. Like it was a circle. It was like, a, I don't even know if I was looking at the right document. I eventually like, I have a lot like going on in my personal life right now, but okay. like, I eventually like just closed my laptop. Cause I was just like, I don't even understand. My bl- brain mm-hmm. is literally about to br- blow up. I can't mm-hmm. like, I can't, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I probably, I showed that business plan so many times I could probably still do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> explain it right now. Do you want me to try to run it down a little bit for you? Sure. No, I mean, I'm not going to be like, you know, spinning the circles up on the whiteboard, but, um, (laughs) so essentially the, the base idea is that every couple or every individual does a certain amount of point value, which roughly equates to like $450 a month of product use. So, um, there's all these, so in, in other MLMs, these percentages that I'm going to talk about would be ranks. I think we don't really, we didn't consider we (laughs) no bad Rebecca bad. Um, but it was like, if you, if you have done like, if because of you a hundred points are going through the business, you're, you get 3% back of what was spent. 
if 300 points go through because of you, you get 6% back. Now, hypothetically, let's say that's because you sponsored another couple and you're each doing 150 points. Then they get 3% back on their stuff and you get 6% on your stuff and 3% of their stuff. Are you following yet at all? No, I've already lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. And um, my battery just gave me the 20% warning. So we're still really good. Okay. But yeah. Um, okay, well then let me just try to boil it down, I guess a little bit simpler. The essentially your total net, like your total network, like the highest number that is because of your whole network entitles you to a certain percentage back on your own stuff. Right. And then everyone in your network is entitled to whatever their highest percentage is. And then you get the differential. It sounds like when you say it, it sounds so professional. Like you still have it. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything you're saying just sounds like real words. And like, I barely can, like, I can follow because I'm anti-MLM and I know enough about anti-MLM that I understand uh-huh. what you're saying, but. But I could very easily confuse someone and make them think this, this was a legit opportunity. I, yes. It like can turn into word salad so fast. In fact, I feel like it kind of is word salad. Sure. But like, because the MLM has assigned meaning to all of these things, like everyone is just yes saying all of this random stuff that like, doesn't actually mean anyone, anything to anyone else outside of the cult. Right. But if you're there and you've been told that it's an opportunity and then you see people like dressed in suits and stuff, sounding smart about something, then instead of being like, they're all full of it, you're like, oh God, maybe there's something I don't know. I should stick around and figure out what they know. Right. So it's really, um, another amazing thing is I have so many people in my life that are like smart, accomplished people (laughs) that totally understood this was a terrible idea and also understood they couldn't talk me out of it. So I just, it's amazing now, like communicating about that with people and just being like, Hey, sorry that I like fell for a really dumb business model and was in a cult. Thank you for still liking me. (laughs) And like, and then they're like, yeah, um, you know, and they'll, they'll kind of talk about what it was like watching me go into it. But yeah, I haven't gotten to the point where I can like hear too many people talk about what it was like watching me. Like I, I, I can imagine and it's probably like not as bad outside. Like, you know what I mean? Like to the outsider who just got like a random message from me, they're right. like, it's and they were like, Danielle, no. <laughs> yeah. But like, to me, I'm like, I can't hear your story yet. Like, I just can't. I'm just, like, my fiance wants to talk about it. And I'm just like, I can't hear. I can't. Yeah. So you were with him when you were in Plexus? No, I was with him when I was in Arbonne. Oh, oh, I don't think I realized that you were in Arbonne also. Okay. Yeah, I was in. So I was like very briefly in Isogenics, like. Like more because I was doing their program and I like roped one person into doing it with me Mm because I thought it was amazing. And then Mm -hmm. I went to Plexus and then I was hard in Plexus and then I did Arbonne and I was hard in Arbonne for like two months. And then I like, like dabbled in it throughout a year. And then I finally left. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Fun stuff. Right. Totally. Well, that's, you know, and I think one, one of the things that makes Amway different than almost all of the other ones is with Amway, if you're in a couple, 
you're expected to like have both of you participate. Right. And it's really weird to make it work if one of the people in the couple doesn't want to participate. A lot of the time, couples will break up because of it. And like, that's encouraged by the upline, not explicitly. It's not like you need to break up with your boyfriend, but like, you know, I'm so glad I'm with someone who builds the business with me and supports our dreams. Or like, I could only be with someone who has a big dream, you know, stuff like that. Right. Which is definitely how I felt about Plexus. Mm -hmm. Like I was very much like, I need to find my like Plexus husband. And like, (laughs) I was like, yes. This is terrible. Yes. And when I went into Arbonne, my fiance just like became a personal trainer. And I was like, this is great. I can sell protein shakes and you can sell working out. Yeah, totally. Fantastic, right? Like, like, like sell my protein shakes to all your clients. Right. And I'll get my support- people to go and do your thing. Like we can just like circle off of each other. Right. And, like very quickly. He was like, no. <laughs> well I'm glad you two made it past that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah me too me too mm-hmm. wedding still on one month to go <laughs> oh congratulations thank you yeah we're excited um okay do you feel like you got to hit- I have like a question a like fun question for you do you feel sure. like you got to hit on all of the points of your story I mean, there's, there's always like a million other offshoots of it, but I'm, you, you got yeah. what you wanted to say for the most part out. I know yeah, I we're, so. we're on the battery timeline. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> when I get the 10% listening, warning, uh, Rebecca messaged me before we started and was like, I only have 45% battery and I'm in my car to get away from my kids. <laughs> so <laughs> we are racing the clock. <laughs> we are. Um, Okay. So I'm assuming that you feel like Amway is one of the cultiest MLMs. Yes. I completely or specifically, agree. I mean, yes, but also like leadership team development or any of those offshoot groups, like those are the cults and Amway yes. turns a blind eye. What would you say is outside of Amway? Because I agree. I think Amway is the cultiest of all for mm-hmm. the most part. Um what would you say is next in line for the cultiest MLM? Huh. I mean, they're, they're all so similar, but I could say um, when I was like sort of in my last year or two of building my business, I remember just like wanting to take everyone in Rodan and Fields and like rip their hair out because <laughs> that sounds horrible, but let me explain. So do you remember I was saying how like I needed to make real friends? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to like have some communities in my life where I never try to build my business. Right. And so that was like mom groups on Facebook. Right. Well, in the mom group. So, and in Amway, like you are not supposed to blast your business on Facebook or social media, right? but all the other ones are. And so I would be in these mom groups and these women would be like, you know, somebody would ask a question about making money from home. And then somebody would be like, I work with the doctors that invented proactive. I have two spots left for interviews with them. And it's like, that is not what you have. You are selling MLM skincare. And it was, but anyways, and it's like, damn it. I'm not exploiting these friendships. And now you're going to sponsor people that maybe I would have sponsored after knowing them for months and months when they saw what I did. Like, right. Anyway. So I just remember, um, yeah. And I, it like, 
um, Rodan and Fields really grew like wildfire in my area and like sort of in my niche, I guess. Um, so I just remember feeling really like a lot of <laughs> angst and extreme dislike towards them. Um, but I guess that's not really them being culty necessarily. Um, these days I would say Monate seems the cultiest. Yeah. Like, but also keep in mind, like I'm 40. Okay. <laughs> I'm 40. Like I don't have TikTok. I don't know what's going on. And I don't like curl my hair and put on fake eyelashes. Like <laughs> I am extremely, I'm down to earth. I'm just, what you see is what you get. And remember in the beginning of the pandemic, people are like, well, now you're going to see how everyone really looks because they can't get into their salons. And I was like, I look exactly the same because I literally do nothing. <laughs> um, and so anyways, these, like these people to me, they just look like caricatures of real humans. Like they look like they're trying to be the Kardashians or yeah. like Nick Minaj or something. Like it's, it blows my mind and they all act that way. And I'm like, are you real people? Like, is this what humanity is coming to? Or are you all putting on this persona because you're supposed to for your business? Right, right. And no and... shade to someone that wants to work on their appearance and like dress up and stuff. I just, when every single one of them is, like you see pictures of them and they're all, it's like clearly they have a dress code for each meeting. Like, oh, today wear this color to the meeting or right. it's wacky to me. Which is uh, part of the bite model, right? It's behavior, of course. behavior control. Oh, yeah. So. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah, I agree. Monet recently has been doing some crazy stuff. And right. um, the crypto nonsense. Oh, God. Oh, man. I just feel so bad for the people that are going to lose money in that. I know. I, I feel like you're going to lose so much more money. In right. a crypto MLM than you would in like uh just like a product, a regular product MLM. Right. Like it makes me so nervous. And like I jumped on one of those WFAB Zoom calls. Uh-huh. There were a lot of people on it. Like that's like 500, 300 people on a call. Let's just For hope they were girls. all lurkers. Oh, oh. my God gross yeah it, it was nuts and like I literally I, I jumped on it and I was like hopefully this will only be like 20 people or less like when I had Arbon zoom things mm -hmm. like opportunity calls um mm -hmm. I never ran one but like I would I was a coach to encourage people to jump on and like my uplines would run them and it was always like all people from Arbon and then like three or four people now, that's kind of what I was expecting to happen on these WFAP things and uh -huh. that's not what happened yikes it was like what there was probably like 20 or 30 of anti-MLM people on there like taking spots and then <laughs> the rest were like interested people yeah ew that's very sad it's so sad and like they they turn off the comments Right. And, you know, you can't talk. So, like, you're all muted and you're not yeah. allowed to talk. So, like, it's... although I saw the heroes that were putting up signs before yeah. getting kicked out, <laughs> that was 
oh my god whoever did that is a rock star yes um (laughs) I know who did it but I like can't remember her name off the top of my head right now like I can picture her like Instagram like (laughs) handle and but she is a legend and I I really like her she she's great yeah um all right well thank you so much for making time for me and for sequestering yourself from your family (laughs) oh it was my pleasure um do you you have a separate anti-mlm instagram right yeah so i'm sure that i would love to it's once upon a biz so like once upon a b-i-z um and yeah i'm still like i'm not publicly anti-mlm because i still am reconciling like how i'm gonna handle it when this person that i was best friends with from when i was 12 like for years, I I just, you know, I'm like horrified at the thought of her reading everything I've written, but then at the same time, it's all true. Right. So yeah. So I still have to, I have to reconcile that. Um, and we have mutual friends that we grew up with together that like, they, like they've stumbled across my stuff or so like, there's plenty of people that know that I am speaking out, but I'm just not ready to be in your face with the people that I cared about and was part of a group with for so many years. Yeah. Well, I will absolutely put your Instagram name in the, in the show notes Thank um, you for anyone that wants to be friends with you and maybe they'll connect with you over your story. That'd be great. Like, you know, the traumas that you've went through being in an MLM, like, I feel like there's a lot of people that like have stories like that and need to talk about it. Yeah. With someone who gets it. So you might For get sure. a few people in your DMs. <laughs> I love it. I welcome that. It, it makes me feel, I mean, honestly, like, even though I know in my head, I'm not alone. This is the experience of 99 plus percent of people in MLMs. Um, it still really helps every time somebody says like, oh my God, I relate so much to your experience. Or yeah. like, I've had people reach out that are like, I grew up with my parents doing Amway and it's so validating to read what you wrote because like they would never admit that it wasn't amazing, blah, blah, blah. Um, I even had somebody messaged me the other day. Her best friend is the child of a diamond couple in leadership team development. It is now like a young adult and, and this young adult and her husband are building the business. And the best friend is like, it's so sad seeing them repeat this cycle after I saw them, you know, grow up with like, it's supposed to be like all this freedom and all this time with your family, but yet this girl's parents never had time for her because they only had time for their team. Right. So right. And it, yeah. it, like, it's sad that those messages exist, but at the same time, I love getting them because it's so validating and they're coming from sources that aren't just like, yeah, I tried that business for six months and hated it. No, these are people right. who like were attached to successful Amway businesses and still think it's a bad bad choice yeah so all right everyone well if you want to reach out I will put the Instagram handle in the comments and I thank you all for listening and uh, oh I wanted to say how much I really appreciate everyone who is like stuck around this long like it just blows my mind every time I open up my anchor app and see how many of you are listening to us talk about anti-MLM like I really appreciate you all so Thank you and good night.